Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black booty's in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, It'll be fine. We'll survive. Should be right, mate. Whenever something odd happens, it makes me think something, I'm going to discover this in the edit, that something was fucked up. And it was, you know, I should have noticed it at the time, but I didn't sort of thing. But uh, never mind. We're here. We are. Are you looking forward to our new, um, what should we call it, the bandwagon bandwagon classico? Um are you saying? Are you are you suggesting that I'm I'm not a true Golden State? <laughs> Look, you've got around the hat. since day around since Run TMC and the We Believe Warriors kind of guy. You've uh, got the hat, so you must you must I've be got one a, of the true. I, Look, I have a hat, and, and, and in my defence, I have a hat. So um, I'd like to. If you have any questions, I'd like you to direct them to the hat that I just four dollars ninety eight from a bargain bin at uh, at the warehouse where everyone gets a bargain. And I indeed did get no bargain on that day. I also got a four dollars ninety eight feeler trucker cap, which I wear just as just as often as I do my warriors wow. hat. So um, I didn't even know feeler was still a thing. So I didn't know go. they were still in the league either. But there you go, Forza Italia and all that kind of stuff. Welcome to the Bulls Podcast, folks. Uh, I'm Doc. He's Bezo. Um, we talk about basketball? Question mark dot 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 ellipsis in Terabang. Well, both our teams just well, like I, I guess the Dubs are getting a little bit more um, smoke just because they're doing it without Curry having to go supernova every night, which is every scary. second night. <laughs> you know, like what did like Pool and and Wiggins and um, someone else won them that game the other day? Otto Porter or someone won them a game the other day? Yeah, I mean. Uh- Steph sat for at least one, maybe two games this week. So, yeah. uh, and they still they they beat um, Pistons, the Pistons, which is um, well, the, the Lakers needed to get LeBron thrown out for elbowing some dude, random dude in the face, uh, in order to beat the Pistons. So sometimes it takes a bit more uh, grunt and poke from the front end to, to beat the Pistons, but um, for, for the, the Dubs, the, it wasn't anywhere near as much of an issue. The, the way Lakers Twitter were turning, talking about how it was going to turn their season around, you'd think that Detroit were the one seed in the East. You, you'd think it was like that that infamous um, Mark Guy, Wally Lewis, uh, origin stink from about 30 years ago. New South Wales <laughs> lost that game too, so uh, the Lakers need to keep that in mind. Mm. Well, actually, um, if um, I'll tell you what, though. If, uh, if Queensland could sign up as our Stewart, I mean, yeah. he, he broke at least five tackles when he was trying to get through the crowd to to lay one on LeBron. And part of me kind of wishes he got there just to find out what would have happened. He had some real Mick Hancock, I, you may have tackled me, but I am not giving up energy. He had extreme Mick Hancock fucking, uh, there is no way you, no way I'm, I'm not going to get to you fucking energy. This might, Shout this to might Mick be Hancock. The, uh, might be the most rugby league heavy podcast we've ever done. With rugby league, 
I'm spiritually me, wearing my uh, my uh, '90s uh, Australian Kangaroos jersey for this. Meanwhile, my team are like the quietest fifteen and three team that's ever existed. People in the are league. complaining that the Suns are boring. I'm like, okay. I could I could do with being fifteen and three boring. I mean, that's the kind yeah. of boring that people could be you know, with a, like a freaking you know ninety nine percent chance of making the making the postseason. I I you know I I could deal with that. Were that were they one and three or two and three like that? They had a yeah 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 they, they really were, shit start. They were um they were one and three and then they've reeled off 11, uh, ten in a row and then they were eleven and three and they've just kept winning. They yeah. are they've won their last fourteen games. Fourteen, <laughs> not bad. Well, I mean, it's them. Do them and the Timberwolves are on a hot streak. Yeah, the, the, the Timberwolves have got five and and Anthony Edwards is as usual. The greatest quote in the history of the fucking National yeah. Basketball Association. He's fun, isn't he? He is basically the proof that not every kid has been media trained to hell and has nothing to say and G- just thanks the sponsors like a fucking NASCAR driver. G- give him and Draymond a podcast, that's what I say. No, it'll be something <laughs> terrible. The problem with giving all these guys their mm. own media thing means that nothing is ever said, nothing can ever be said against them. And the problem with with the the you know it's nice to have the the voice handed over to the sports person, but it is important to have a critical external voice that actually says actually what you did there was shit. Actually, what you mm. did there was fail in the, in the biggest moment, and it's important to actually call people on that stuff. But <laughs> that's what you're not going to get that I when, when you got the players Tribune and and the old man and the three and all this sort of stuff. That's why I love Lowers Zach Lowers a podcaster because he just doesn't give a fuck. If so, one of one of his guests says something Zach that, are you not worried about Zach Lowe? One of these days well, when he says, "Oh, welcome to," he's going to explode. <laughs> he, he just has to ramp welcome it up. Welcome to the low post. <gasps> one more, one more decimal every time in New York. I don't know why he turned into fucking um, some New York radio host. I'm in New York. The fucking <laughs> he, Yankees, man. And, and he that, does that, it for. For for one for one phrase in the whole podcast, it's not like his whole podcast is yelly. It's well, that's a- the thing. It's it's like he's just built up so much tension beforehand. Uh, the problem is, I worry that he's. It's like he he's he's obliged himself. He's dug himself a hole whereby he has to outdo himself with the welcome to every time. And in fact, Howard Beck pulled it, pulled him up on it this week. He said, oh, "I'm actually worried about your uh, your welcome twos because you look like you're about to like black black out or burst a blood vessel or something." Uh, so the other nets the the most shat upon leading conference side. Like everyone's like, oh, the Nets, you know, Harden, Kyrie might never come, and then it's like, uh, they're winning the East. <laughs> yeah, but they've reversed into it. All they've done is yeah. just kept winning against shit teams. And yeah. Miami and Chicago have done what Miami and Chicago were always going to do, which is kind of a little bit down the stroke, uh, down the stretch against uh, against West Coast teams. So uh, mm. Miami and Chicago and Washington have come back a bit, and Brooklyn have declined too. And uh, Brooklyn are fourteen and five, and they're leading leading the East. It's good to see the Hornets battle back. The, the Hornets look like they had some structural problems that they just weren't going to recover from, and then they've they've sort of ground out, I guess, you know, little runs here and there. Uh, Results-wise, they've grounded out. They haven't actually played ugly basketball or anything. What's interesting, mm. though, is that I've, I've got the um, – the, the, just for interest, I've got the CBS uh, table up, and it includes – projections of where people think where, where the stats say they're likely to be 
and um, and Charlotte, they've got, even though they're fifth, they've got them as like 2.5% of winning the division and 20, 22% chance of making the postseason. Washington wow. above them has got 84% chance and Milwaukee below them have got 82% chance. I'm not actually sure what the fuck's going on there. But they, they currently just have a, like, the stats absolutely hate them, even though they're playing 600 basketball. Yeah, see, I, I'd put money on them. Uh, they're absolutely a top 10 team. Like, They'll be like there. Better, be, they're better than, like, a, as currently constructed, they're better than the Knicks, the, the Celtics, and maybe even the 76ers, given that MB can't seem to stay on the court. Yeah, and they're um, ahead of them on numbers as well. I mean, we're not talking yeah. huge numbers, but but they're playing better basketball and they're in a better position. And and the Hawks and the Bucks are sort of readjusting back to back to the norm, I guess. Yeah, Hawks Bucks have won, have won six, five in a row. Five, um, and, and Atlanta have won, won six. six in a row. So they're, yeah. they're both uh, reasserting their um, the natural order of things. Mm. Uh, Raptors could still be a trade... Like blow it all up, team. If if things still don't go quite well, like they're they're a, they're in that weird 12, 11, 12, 13. Like the Cavs are the yeah. ones that have slipped. Poor old Cavs with with out Mobley. They've they've but the, the Cavs are still uh, one game below five hundred. Yeah. In fact, the Western Conference, except for um, except for Detroit and Orlando, the Western Conference is still really good. Like even the thirteenth place team is a four hundred team. Which is the most four hundred will actually front- get you just outside the ten in the in the Western Conference. Yeah, which is the most dysfunctional front office, Manchester United or Sacramento? Uh, well, it's not Sacramento <laughs> because uh, Manchester United don't have a front office. They, as we've spoke about, spoken about on this podcast previously, they don't have a football manager. They have a commercial manager who makes their football decisions, which is why they have a fucking tractor sponsor. <laughs> they have an official tractor. It's uh, Yanmaz, I think. Um, right. But they don't have anybody making any fucking decisions about their roster, which is why they signed Cristiano Ronaldo for marketing reasons. And while he scores a reasonable number of goals, he hasn't tracked back since the fucking millennium started. <laughs> and all these, all these analytics, you know, everyone sort of goes, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's great. He keeps scoring all these goals. And every analytics article I've seen has said, the main reason Manchester United suck is they have this massive fucking pressing hole in the in their team called Cristiano Ronaldo, who everyone else has to play around. And everyone so, so, who plays against them just goes straight for that hole. So he's the James Harden of the Premier League. Is that what you're trying yes, to say? Yes, pretty much. They just they just get they get Cristiano with a pick and roll, and they just fucking score over and over again on his on his fucking fucking slimy rapist ass. It's um, it's really weird how like you would have to say like Chris Paul's adjusted. He's like new rules. <laughs> like I don't care. Yep. Whatever. James figured it oh. out in the last few weeks. Dame's, Dame started to figure it out. Trey started to figure it out. And Harden's just like, nah, I don't think so. Harden's like, I don't have any other. I don't have another mode. This is, this is what the, I do. I, I was this is the only reason pod- I was good. And Daryl Morey was to trade for him. Oh, look, yes, I wonder it- if he's deliberately playing shit just in case he can get a trade to Philadelphia. Well, someone said on a pod this week that the Nets would have to be nuts to give him the max, yeah? to To pay him till he's... 38? Jesus. That's 
That's a long time to play someone on the max. Now, you, you are you are. The problem is, not- what are you going to do if you don't? Okay, so you, you're going to you trade are, him. You are not going to enjoy this, but I listened to the uh, Haralabob Bill Simmons podcast this week, and he actually had some interesting. Um, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's really? all right. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Just just stay with me. Um, well, I'll, some- I'll, I'll stay with you, but uh, the, the, is there someone with you? Like, there's somebody with you, yeah? Yeah, You're not in any danger? All the sharp sharp things in the house have been put away. Are we we sure about that? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I can call someone and we can have somebody there. I just, just, I'm really upset to hear this level of (laughs) self-hating. So he was talking The two biggest fuckwits on the internet talking about basketball. Uh, Apart from us two, obviously. Obviously, yes. Um, And we, we don't have quite the reach. Um, Dry reach. They, they were talking about like the way that the league is set up, and like guys like uh, specifically guys like Westbrook and Paul Zingas, right? And the fact that they get the max, and it it can sort of warp your whole um, uh, like way of building a team. Yeah, because because he play, was- players who who deserve the max get the max. But players who don't deserve the max get the max because you, you've got to give yeah, them because yeah, because you got to max the players them. who are getting the absolute the the, back, the the LeBrons and Stephs who are getting the max are worth far more than the max in terms of their their yeah. impact or winning and their value to the franchise. The problem so is that you that there's thirty teams that can give out the max. So there's thirty maxes. I mean, yeah. some teams can give, teams can give more than one max. Uh, so well, some, there are some team, a lot some of players who don't deserve to be getting the max who are getting the max. And that drives the bargain up for the next level of players, and as a result, everyone gets overpaid. Uh, in the in the kind of the what would you middle say to, the, the middle third, to, middle the third to, quartile, the, the kind yeah. of the not not the top, but the kind of the next top. Uh, these people are getting massively overpaid. Half so, their fucking so he, luck. He, he was saying like after like after dealing with the sort of the complexities of having to pay like, like that that fact that you like you. Sometimes you just have to give the max out because if you don't, like, you're sort of screwed, you know? Um, and he was like, well. So, Volgaris what, what was I- literally talking about Porzingis in this situation? I think, I think so, yeah. So, he, he was saying. Wow, like, he's subtle, isn't he? It, I can see why he got on so well working with humans. <laughs> um, but he was, and I actually, the, the, I find this fascinating. So, if you go, if you went for a hard cap and no, no max salary, and no draft, so you could just pay rookies whatever. Like you know, rookies basically were free agents. They came in as free agents. So if you had, uh, like, not Zion because Zion's been injured. Who's who's the best rookie we've had in the last sort of three or four years? Oh, Donkic, I guess, is the best one. So if you were Sacramento and you wanted to pay Donkic eighty million dollars a year because Dude, you they didn't he want was to draft him at good. two. What makes you think <laughs> they want to pay him eighty million bucks a year? <laughs> that's that's why I picked him because I thought it was funny. But you, do, do you see what I'm saying? Like you have this, you you don't have. Like, you probably only got what eighteen actual max players in the league. Do you reckon fifteen? Well, let's name them: LeBron, uh, LeBron, Steph. Durant, Curry. Yep. <sighs> Harden Jeez. two years ago. It did to, Harden two years ago? Sure. Houston hard um, bef- before all this fucking nonsense. Miami would probably pay Butler the max, but I don't think he's. Butler? I don't think he's a. Like- well, that's the thing. You get into a situation where you're starting to talk about context. Like Butler's a, a max for Miami, but he might not be a max for other places. Whereas Doncic is probably a max for 
Donkic, yeah. Yeah. Giannis. Giannis, Giannis is definitely a max. Um, but like you know, those Dame. guys would probably Dame. But would like if you could pay players whatever they whatever they wanted, yeah. right? If you had if you had a hundred and thirty million dollars and you could pay LeBron eighty million dollars. Well, let's let's say a hundred just to make it a round number. You'd pay LeBron a okay. hundred. We'll, well you, make it a percentage. You you'd pay LeBron a hundred. You'd pay Steph ninety eight. <laughs> Yeah, just because. Well, you probably pay Steph a hundred. The thing is that if you're the Warriors, you would pay you pay him one hundred and thirty because he's Steph. Yeah, well, you, you so those sort of. But five- that's the thing. You suddenly you get into a you get into a bidding war against yourself because you're getting bidding getting get into a bidding war against your fans. So you can easily see how this system ends up with somebody making really fucking stupid decisions, which is why they brought in rules to stop the owners from making really fucking stupid decisions. But but then yeah then you hard like so say take the Nets and the Lakers right yeah Harden and Harden and AD can't play on those teams because in their mind they're seventy percent or eighty percent or ninety percent players right and if you're Sacramento did we make Kawhi a, a max because we probably should make Kawhi a max uh, I think he's like a ninety at this stage given his injury history well. Again, we're talking. I, I was. I mean, I'm talking about um, Harden at his peak, and I'm talking about Kawhi mm. at his peak too. Yeah. Then so again, say, I mean, Harden presumably attitudinally can return to his peak. Kawhi might not be able to will himself back to his peak because um, his knees just might might not allow that. So, but so then you get this massive redistribution of talent, right? Like Sac- Sacramento don't have anyone of. I think. Sorry, I, I think we only come up with ten dudes who we would have given the absolute supermax to. Oh, Embiid. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a discussion, no, isn't only it? Only because I mean, I, he's he's clearly got the capability, but when I watch Zion, I see it, and I see a little bit of Embiid. Not because Zion is the same level of wanker as as Embiid, but just because mm. a oh, body I- that size is a Death Star with a fucking exhaust port. You know, the, there's always the injury that will keep him off the court for twenty games a year. And if those well, twenty we- games a year are at the end of the season, you're fucked. We miss Jokic. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd probably pay Jokic the the max before I'd pay Embiid the max. To be fair, to be perfectly frank, and and then you're into guys like Tatum, yep. Beal, Levine, Simmons, uh, Simmons, right. Trey, yep, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Pascal, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, Morant, yeah. But like, if your salary cap, but these are, these guys will get the max under the current system eventually. But they yeah, don't. But, but they're not the equal of the players that with that are that are earning the, you, the ultra ultra mega mega max. The Barbara Streisand. But if you had a hundred million to play with, you you're not paying Donovan Mitchell the same as as LeBron James, unless you've you know got I mean? no choice. Unless you're in Utah and you can't get LeBron James to come to where you live. Yeah, I guess so. But could uh, which you? Which is kind of you, the situation we have right now. But I mean, no, some but of these could, teams throw the max at players because they don't have an option not to. But but the Lakers couldn't get that forty or fifty million. Like Utah could get two fifty million dollar players, but the Lakers we haven't even mentioned Anthony Davis, have we? Well, that's 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 the thing, right? The the Lakers Anthony could, Davis's value has dropped in the, the 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 two years since he won a chip. The Lakers could not afford to have LeBron and Davis on the same side, but could the Jazz afford to have? Donovan and Davis on the same side in their salary cap. Have a pair of two A's rather than a than yeah. one and a three. Like that, I just like I, I I sort of think that it's a little bit um like you look at a, a team like 
the the Kings or the Spurs, right? They they just don't have they don't have anyone on the level of AD. And they have no who's, prospect or, or, of getting anybody on that level because they they haven't. They're not likely to drop out to 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 unless they they um, get super lucky in the lottery. But mm. they haven't bombed it. They're not terrible enough to finish absolute dead last. I mean, they're yeah, they're but. I mean, you, and so you, you were going to suggest that there, there is bad a front office as um, fuck. Who did you compare them to? The Australian cricket team, <laughs> Manchester United. Manchester United, yeah. Um, but I mean, Sacramento are eleventh in the West because they were always eleventh in the fucking West. Yeah. That seems to be where they're welded to. But say if you're the Spurs, right, and you, you've got no Max guy, and Donkic comes into the league, then why couldn't you just offer him a six-year? 90% contract and that would at least that gives you a chance to become a good side again um like the lottery is such a, a lottery but I none guess. of these people would have offered Donkic that because remember the discussion we had when Donkic was being drafted mm. nobody believed in him that's why he's fell to fucking four, fourth whatever it was three three with a three. trade three with a trade that's right they had to trade two picks to get him at three uh, anyway, I just thought that was in, uh, an interesting way of looking at it because, like, you look at the Rockets, right, that are just abjectly trying to lose every game and it might take them... I mean, I mean, the players aren't trying to lose every game. They, no, they've no. Won at least two games. But but they have a, not a good point guard, but a competent NBA point guard that's sitting down for $40 million a year because he might win them too many games. Like, he's also not really... If they, he's not really if they play him at all, he might break. He might break. That's right. And lose whatever value he's got left. Have you heard a single John fucking Wall trade rumor in the past year? No one wants to I, trade I, for him. So why the fuck are they? Just play him. That, that That's the thing. Like He's been traded for the only person that you can trade for him. And then that player has been traded somewhere else. Like Unless the Lakers want to <laughs> trade Westbrook back for John Wall. Look, given uh, the way Westbrook's going... It might not be a chance. Um, he just does not want to do anything but what he wants to do, does he? He's just got no interest in being any different player at all. I don't know if he's capable of doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, uh, have we got any other NBA takes or should we talk um, the Australian well, cricket the, team? Um, the thing about Sam- <laughs> I did like that um, Luke Walton's last, the last a fucking moment that, that Luke Walton saw on a basketball court as the coach of the Sacramento Kings was watching some mm. obliteratedly fan. drunk fan just fucking spew all over his shoes courtside, which I thought was a lovely metaphor for uh, the Luke Walton experience as a as the Sacramento, Sacramento uh, Kings coach. Yeah. Um, uh, there was another pod this week that talked about this player's like, I hate fucking Masai Ujiri, and they're like, Masai? Like, everyone likes Masai. Why do you hate Masai? He fucking traded me to Sacramento. <laughs> Ruined my career. It's like, wow. Put yourself in a position where you can be traded to Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, we have a bowler as the Australian test captain. Yeah, uh, I, I wondered whether it- Crying in their gloves or something. World has changed, man. We have to change with it. I, One of those I moments. expect, <laughs> I expect of- Justin Langer to kneecap him within a week, so- yeah, uh, I, it's um. What was the last bowler who was Australian captain? Benno. Yeah, and and he was more on 
all rounder, I guess. It was a bowling all rounder. Yeah, that's that like sort of going back in terms of regular captains. Yeah, I don't really think so. Border, Hughes, Chapels, Laurie, Simmons. Steve Ward given up bowling by the time he was Australian captain because he's back fucked up. Border should have been a bowling all rounder, but you know. Border was good on one deck and one deck only, and that was the SCG. <laughs> he was a bowling all rounder on the SCG, and everywhere else he was a nuggety lefty. Mm. So I'm looking forward to it. I I hope that you know that he uh, fucking bowls himself shitloads, and every time things aren't going well, he just like glares at someone, uh, you know, like Alan Border, and goes, "Give me the fucking ball, I'll get this cunt out." And um. We have a great period of success. Yeah, and he'll get rotated out for the second test. Steve, <laughs> which is what everyone asterisk which, wants. Which asterisk I think nobody it, wants. I think that big five man panel to pick the captain was not actually about Cummins. I think they'd already picked Cummins. I think the big five man panel was: can we parachute someone into the side and make them vice captain, a la Carey, or? Do we have to give it to Steve Smith? I think they really give it to Steve Smith because they want his captaincy ability, but they don't want his complete lack of personal skills. Yeah. And if you gave him, is- if you put him at VC, then he can be re- relied upon as a resource of the captain, but you don't have to have his inability to manage people um, yeah. creating another sandpaper game. Mm. You can hide behind so- the, 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 the tall, handsome human shield that is Pat- uh, Patrick Cummins. It It is a... F- fascinating sort of test case of just oh, i don't know reputation i guess that that pain went from this sort of widely admired person that rescued australian cricket to just being out of the game within two weeks essentially yeah going completely for a like thing that, that but the thing that, that kind of trips me out is the fact that this predated any of his second life as a batsman as as a captain, well, as the captain, yeah, because he was like, he was barely in the he was he was he got promoted back into the Australian side just after this happened the 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 texting sexting thing occurred, and he's promoted to Australian captain in under uh, slightly dramatic circumstances where they just looked for the next the best option they had and that was pain, but yeah, he already yeah, had so, this. Uh, and so we're not going to talk about the 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 whys and wherefores of the, and the morals of this circumstance because of the actual incident because. It's been thoroughly muddied, and we don't. I, I don't know what to fucking think about it at all, apart from, ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's, I, I think. And we've had discussions way... offline that even the people talking about this sort of stuff are often compromised in their in their own personal <laughs> lives. Uh, so it, it becomes incredibly fucking complicated to, to talk about this. The, the journalist that who someone was RTing a journalist that was you know banging on about the evils of digital thing and how he was brought down by mobile phones. It's like, well, a if you're a journalist and you want to write about this, please submit your mobile phone to the editor yes. with all passwords and let us go through it first yeah. because you know stones. Oh, glass but I don't know. No, 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 back to play cricket. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of it, yeah, and, and it's like. And then the second part is, just don't be a cunt. Just well, well, as, cons- as consent as, um, is really important. As so. our motorsport correspondents and I were discussing again this uh, today on the internet, stop sending pictures of your fucking hog to people, whether they want to see it or not. Just don't do that. 
Because, I mean, even if you even if they want to see it in the moment, they might decide they don't want to see it. Then they might send it to a whole bunch of people that you don't want to have seen. Your weird, malformed, venous hog. So why the fuck would you send pictures of your fucking weird hog to people? Stop sending pictures of your weird hog. Bezo. Okay. I think I've heard the word hog enough for one night. Um, oh, I've got so- the 2012... Bathurst 1000 replay on, and one of the sponsors yeah. of Triple Eight is 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 the Hogsbreath Cafe. Well, the, the Hogsbreath and, Cafe. And, and now all I can think about is, is Tim Payne. <laughs> Just the stench of his hog, is the t- so, and I'm never getting a steak from there ever again. So the the YouTube algorithm, right, is is a fascinating thing. Um, I would have said evil and malevolent, malignant uh, and metastasizing. Uh, look, I I think out of all the algorithms. YouTube's the least of my worries in in my personal social media life. Anyway, what um, the, um, Spotify? Yes, yeah, so, Spotify's um, yeah. release radar has generally looked after us in terms of you know, basically yeah. forming the basis for our our music podcast. Sure. So anyway, I was fl- flicking flicking through the you know recommended based on what you've watched before, and for some, I, I and again, this is uh, there is no reason why it decided that I needed to see a 1995 test between Australia and England. But there it was, 95, 96, I can't remember exactly. And I was like, uh, uh, and I don't know why I clicked on it. I don't really like watching rugby league anymore. I think maybe I was like, I should have a look to see whether, you know, how different the game is from what I don't like now, which is lots of wrestling and, you know, second man plays behind behind the line again and again and again. Um, and... Man, it was fucking really fascinating. A, no subs. I forgot about that. I forgot that Fords used to run for like 67 or 75 minutes. And, you they know, were subbed those, off and they, they did not come back on. They did not come back on. And no. guys like Dean Pay and... Uh, Brad Clyde. Brad Clyde would just play 80 minutes at this furious fucking pace. Like, the... And... So I was thinking, I was actually thinking about Tia Claire Toomey, the, the Australian CrossFit chick, because I watched her uh, do a comp recently where yeah, it was, you did. where it was, um, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but she came off the first set of whatever it was. It was like five sets of, so uh, rower, um, muscle ups, and then this run up a hill. And so she's come off like second last. I'm thinking that's really weird because she's never really down the pack. But she set her pace and she was going to run or do whatever at that pace for the whole five rounds. And that's what this rugby league game was like. The Australian forwards had set their pace, right? And they're like, this is our 80-minute pace. And the English forwards are like, we can play really, really fucking flat out for 20 minutes and then we're fucked. (laughs) And so... Because we're fueled by brown ale and pies. Yes, I like. Well, uh, yes, the the body shapes were fascinating as well. Yeah, you, you could you could tell you could tell who was a fullback and who was a prop forward back in the day. That's yeah, for you sure. could, couldn't you? I mean, not everybody yeah. looked like it was like two meters tall and and sort of built like a built like a fucking a rugby union lock. Because that that's basically everyone everyone out there looks like fucking ripped John Eels in in the rugby yeah. league these days. So. You could just sort of sense the Australians going, 
Yeah, you, you guys, you guys, you enjoy your first twenty minutes. You know, rip in. Ah, oh, good, well done. Bit of a pat on the back, and they're just like, we're just, we're just, we're just going to cop this. We'll cop it, and then you guys are going to be fucked, and we're just going to slice through you like a knife through butter. Uh, I'd forgotten how at, at his peak, what Brett, what watching Brett Mullins was like. Holy Christ, that dude was good, like. When he had the ball running through the line, he was like a, a guy playing a different game. It was – I couldn't believe how much better he looked than just about everybody was, on the um, field. He, he was like the prototype of um, of Darren Lockyer. You know, a dude coming up, up from, from fullback, injecting himself into the line and, and doing stuff, uh, running onto balls and, and just fucking just doing shit. Uh, and he wasn't yeah. that much earlier than Darren Lockyer, but, you know, he, he just was like the, the, this couple this of years smooth- this smoothness of running and he just would change pace as as a defender would come to him and he would just like it would just be this little shift and the defender would be oh shit I'm not actually where I thought I was um and then just daily like daily's class was just you know he just seemed to have this sixth sense of where the the tired ford was and he'd put someone into a hole usually mullins so that was um, that was a predominantly 1994 Canberra, Canberra side wasn't it it yeah, was it was stewart yeah. daly stewart, mullins clyde clyde that, that was the that was the kind of and the spine then of it lazarus and renouf yep yep uh wishart who had an oh, get back on the game. bus wishart uh eddinghausen yep. fitler at lock yeah um, surprisingly it was, it was a bit spry, like a new like, south wales team they had to kind of they had to kind of cram Fittler, Daly, and um, various other dudes in, so they often just played them at four, six, and eight in any kind of random order. Yep. Um, Dean Pay played really well. Yeah. And then I think it was Roberts. Very uh, Walters, um, New South Wales Cam- centric Cam- team. Yeah. Canberra Walters. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was that was the. I can't the, remember the which spine. one was Canberra was. That was Steve, wasn't it? Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then I think Langer and Florimo were the subs. And Fucking two Greg subs. Florimo, Jesus Christ. Two subs. Yeah, that's like that's uh, like English fucking pre-Premier League uh, substitution rules. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, it was it, – like, I don't know, I watched uh, – like, I, I ended up getting into this rhythm where they would kick it and I would just – like fast forward for the through the first three rucks because it was just big dudes hitting it up. Yep. But um, like just the the deep switches and the change of direction in play because not everyone was you know ninety seven kilos and incredibly fast and mobile. So you know changing direction actually meant something. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was it was a completely different sport than watching rugby league today. That's for sure. The game has changed. Um, so now I'm. I, now I'm getting classic rugby league matches all over my, all hey, over my YouTube feed. You've, got, you've completely <laughs> fucked your algorithm. Well, I can't so relate. I, I certainly haven't been watching retro sporting events all week, uh, given that uh, Sky's version of the Bathurst channel has just has started up and it's showing fucking Bathurst highlights from the no- late 90s through. So uh, I keep being reminded about the existence of people I'd forgotten about 10 years ago. I think I was I was tweeted the other day that I'm not saying this race is from a long time ago, but there's a car sponsored by Chandler's that's just gone under a bridge that was sponsored by Cougar Bourbon. It might be a little bit past its time. Cougar Bourbon, man. Has, Five uh, Cougars uh, that's, that, 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 that is that is that, that is not something that's aged that well. would not fly these days. <laughs> yeah. The barmaid's got big tits. That's the punchline. Uh, 
Yeah. That was that was peak FHM era though. That was like in that era where you know, the lads yeah, magazines and all that sort and of stuff. Ralph, so yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of the the, the overarching fucking <laughs> oeuvre was uh, lads the, being uh, lads. The, the uh, height of comedy, they would call it. I just say, oh, it's funny because because these are ironic tits because we're we're. <laughs> We're men of the 90s slash noughties. And, and, um, well, and it's ironic that, that we're interested in tits and that this girl has got massive baps. And I know it looks like just some kind of 70s bullshit, but no, this is the 90s and we're, we're that, only post-ironically admiring this girl's tits. If if um, if the show title isn't These Are Ironic Tits, I'll be very disappointed. I don't think we can get away with that on Apple. But oh, post- really? We still, we still get done for tits? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Now I want to make We Still Get Done For Tits the title, but I was hoping for Post-Ironic Tits as the title. (laughs) Oh, dear. All right. um, I've run out of red wine. Should we come back and talk some Yeah, let's do that. I I have lots of thoughts. Why? Why have thoughts? Cool. Catch you, Doc. ta Rugby Liga. Post-erotic tits would be a fantastic title if we can get it past the fucking census. <laughs>